How can you not be romantic about baseball? Bringing a high drive to left. This baby's way back. It is out of here. I don't believe what I just saw. Coswell slashes one foul. Oh, that hit a bird, and it bounces back into fair territory. Oh, I got I to gotta check the rule book on this one, folks. I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. Our ass is in the jackpot now. You're listening to Booze and Baseball. There's 50 feet of crap, and then there's us. A baseball first podcast, sort of, featuring Derek Johnson. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. And Dusty Baker. I heard that. Dynamite drop-in money. That broadcast school has really paid off. So sit back and enjoy the talk around the diamonds with a cold one in hand. Today's secret ingredient is beer! I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Welcome to another edition of Booze and Baseball with Dusty Baker. I am Derek Johnson. Here for another edition of BNB, our throwback and chug stat of the week, June 16th, 1984. Tony Gwynn, three for four with a double, but it's not enough. The Giants down the Padres six to three, thanks to a uh, great name, Chili Davis. He hits two home runs, five driven in, and Chili Davis leads the Giants to a win. Dusty, thoughts on the stat, and what are you drinking? Well, anytime you mention Tony Gwynn, I will always have my ears perk up. One of the greatest hitters of all time. I wish that we were alive to truly watch him and uh, see him play. But yeah, Chili Davis is uh, a baseball name and a half right there. We were talking about baseball names on our other podcast, actually, for a little bit. and uh, It's hard to beat Chili Davis, to say the least. Yeah, it really is. Um, I I wonder how you get that nickname, because I doubt you're born Chili. I'm a little worried about how you get that nickname, actually. Usually, Chili doesn't revert to, to good things in the locker room. So, I, it's a little concerning, but um, maybe the guy just really liked Chili. I don't know. His actual name is Charles Theodore. The moniker Chili comes from his childhood when his father gave him a particularly poor bowl cut. Neighborhood children teased him that it looked as though someone had simply placed a Chili Bowl on his head and cut around it. The name stuck. That is how he got his name, and he ran with that? that is I guess like, so. What? what? <laughs> that is, like, really hard for me to wrap my mind around. So, basically, he allowed people to stick to a name that he was getting picked on with. Well, well he was a yeah. Major League Baseball player. Used his motivation, I guess. Chip on his shoulder every day. You just look up at the scoreboard. It says, Chili. And you're like, that's not my name. I'm that is the a worst. home run now. Wow, that is the worst thing I think I've ever heard. That poor guy, man. I, I feel bad for Chili. Uh, what are you drinking? Uh, a lot more now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have myself a seltzer. Um, it's a local craft seltzer. It's a mango flavor. Um, and it is from – I've had quite a few of the actual flavors or beers, I guess you will say, from uh, 805. And so it's the same kind of brand, same location as well. Um, and it's up uh, in Paso Robles, and uh, yeah, it's not bad. It, I've had this one before, so there's nothing particularly new. I, honest, to be completely honest, I got a little lazier this week, and this is one that was kind of lingering in the fridge, and figured, you know what, time to bring her back out for a B&B, and you know what, I'm not upset that I uh, made the move. What about you? 
I have a little more wine left before I, I head off to Germany this weekend. So I'm going to finish off this bottle of wine. It's a Rodney Strong um, Russian River Valley Pinot Noir from 2018 out of Sonoma County. Got a nice pour of glass. Delicious. Red wine better than white wine. So Derek is going to Germany, which mm-hmm. is the land of beer. And we have to start off with that before anything else because, Derek, you will have the chance – to go to some of the greatest places in the world to drink. Booze and baseball, it doesn't get better out there. It really doesn't, minus the baseball, of course. Yeah, but a lot the, more booze. The booze, the booze is pretty cool. The Hofbra House is the greatest place I have ever been for <laughs> drinking beer. It is just an absolutely incredible facility, massive beer hall. The pretzels are almost as big as the beer that they give you, and uh, – Good luck walking away remembering anything. Okay. I love it. Well, I'm looking forward to going out there, but uh, I, I will be missing you. So if we're on a bit of a pause for BNB, I don't know if you have plans to, to do some when I'm gone or, or otherwise if we're gone for a couple weeks, that's why. Um, I, I do have to get some beer pong picks in. You once again, nobody has hit both so far. Um, and I'm pretty sure every week you would have hit both, but you tried to call a sweep. And, like, every time they went 2-1, to one, yet the team you didn't pick to sweep, which was the Yankees, did get a sweep. You picked Houston to sweep KC. They only won 2-1. to one. So you hit one cup. I have seven cups left on this side of the table. You have eight over there. I'm going to take um, Atlanta at Chicago. Atlanta's pretty hot right now. The Cubs are just straight up bad. Um, by the way, in doing prep for this, I didn't realize this. Philadelphia and Washington are playing a five-game series. Yeah, that's bizarre. That, and you don't want to touch that, I don't think, because you just never know. Like, baseball could be really, really weird. Um, but Atlanta is one of the hottest teams, and Chicago is the opposite of hot right now. They're as cold as it gets. Uh, that is not a bad pick. I probably would have done the same thing. Okay, and then the other one I'm taking is going to be San Francisco at Pittsburgh. The Giants, um, I don't know, they've been playing pretty well of late. Just one, two, three at the Royals, just swept the Dodgers. Pirates have this weird thing against the Dodgers this year, so I'm hoping that doesn't carry over to the Giants. I'm hoping, if anything, because they have the weird thing against the Dodgers, it hurts them against the Giants, right? Because it's like inverse. So I'll go with the Giants there uh, to win that one. What we are going to do on today's show, uh, we're going to recork it. We're going to redraft the first two rounds. Now, this isn't um, something that we're doing, but this is actually something that I've seen become popular of late. Um, it's more so around like the all-star break. You can do like a second half fantasy league. And it's actually kind of cool if you think about it, because it's, it's kind of like the COVID year in that what was cool about the COVID years is sprint to the finish, right? It's almost like fantasy football. Like there's, there's more value to each day. And to that standpoint, it kind of adds like a different level of fun to it. So if you're doing one of those and you're trying to get ready for it, or just kind of having an idea is also a part of this uh, of guys that, maybe aren't having the best start right now or maybe are and we think are going to continue or maybe if this helps you out with like trade value if you see a guy right now he's ranked in the top 20 but we don't take him here as part of this because we're going to do a mock draft first and second round we're going to go back and forth on picks and we're going to pick it's going to be a 12 team league so you'll pick two picks for each team based on that based on rest of season what you think is going to happen the rest of the way um, any questions or any comments before we get going here? Well, when you look at this too, it's just kind of interesting because there are a lot of names that you see in the preseason, you know, ranked in the top 24. There's a lot of different dynasty formats. This is not dynasty. We have to make that clear. This is a one year league. 
uh, as if it's taking off basically right now in essence. And so you kind of keeping that mentality, where would you rank them? That's, that's where we're doing it. Yeah. So I am going to be nice. I'm going to give you the first pick in the draft. I think I know where you're going to go because he's on one of your fantasy teams, but we'll wait and see who you can take first. I, my first pick is going to be Aaron judge. Uh, oh. I think that Aaron judge, if you're going for straight power numbers and you want a guy that's going to end up leading the league in home runs. I mean, this guy has been unconscious at the plate. It, it is insane. I know who you were leading to. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that judge is probably the most consistent power hitter within any ramification. Okay. You're going to get the RBIs. You're going to get the home runs, the slugging, the OPS, like everything that you can ask for. That's not a stolen base. You are getting from Aaron judge. He leads in numerous categories. Um, he's hitting relatively for average too. On top of that, I, it's just, this guy doesn't seem like he's going to stop. And as long as he stays healthy, I think he is the most valuable for the rest of this year. Does that mean for the future? Maybe not, but he's in a contract year. I don't think this stops. I, if you guaranteed me he would be healthy the rest of the way, I would agree with you. I just, I'm still scared that at some point there'll be like an IL stint. Uh, the guy I thought you were going to take first and I'll take him here second is Jose Ramirez. It's not just with how great he has been to start this season. It's also about the position. I, I know this, I'm in a league where I like need a third baseman and it is a very thin amount of really good third baseman. And then like nobody wants to give up their third baseman because there is a thin amount. So I'm kind of just like stuck with it and dealing with an odd situation. Give me Jose Ramirez number two. I like that. And you have the third pick as well, correct? No, we're just going to go back and forth. Um, just picking for alternating teams. So you take third. Well, with when you look overall, Derek had kind of mentioned the third base issue. There's only one other third baseman out there that I think that really is at that elite level. And I do own him in a keeper league and I'm thankful for that and uh, I'm gonna go with him because he hit for he hits for average he is a doubles machine and he's hitting for pop as well right now and that's Rafael Devers uh, a low-key MVP candidate in addition to what you're seeing from Jose Ramirez Devers isn't gonna give you speed per se but just the overall numbers kind of like what my argument was for Aaron Judge it's the same for Devers you're getting pretty much across the board the numbers that are going to help put you over the top and the average and slugging, the doubles and home runs, they're going to come at a rapid rate. And the RBIs are insane as well. My next pick, so with the fourth pick, I'm going to go Ronald Acuna Jr. That may seem a little high because you think about where he was ranked in the preseason, but the way he's playing now, you look at like his baseball savant page, like everything's there. Um, the one thing that was kind of lacking maybe a week or two ago was just the power, but the power started to come around. Like now that's there. He's hitting the ball hard. He still looks athletic. He still looks fast. I, I, I think that Ronald Acuna is going to be revved up and ready to go here uh, the rest of the season. So I, I'm going to take him number four. Number five is a tough one because my gosh, there are so many bats that are kind of equivalent right here. And uh, you could go a number of ways. Um, but there's one that sticks out for me in terms of who's been hot lately, and that's still Trey Turner. Trey Turner's really turned it up lately, and um, you know, you're gonna get the, the stolen bases, the runs, you're basically getting all the categories that if you keep in mind the other guys I drafted, they may not necessarily contribute to. Well, Trey Turner will, uh, speed being such a key factor for him. In a year where stolen base is just not really coming across that easily, I'm gonna go with Trey Turner. 
Okay, see, this is this is tough. Now we're starting to get to like a, an interesting point. Do you go with Mookie Betts, who has looked really good so far this season after a bit of a slow start to very begin the season? Vladimir Guerrero Jr. would have clearly gone by now if we were doing this before the season. How much do I take into the first part of the season where he hasn't maybe lived up to those expectations? Do I go with the first pitcher off the board? Like Corbin Burns is performing as well as you would want to be this high of a pick. It's just the only thing he's not getting is wins, which I don't really view as – like that's not something that I project. I'm just like, just give me the good pitcher with the skills and I'm going to hope they get the wins. It's just not kind of working out for him. Um, I think I'm going to go with Juan Soto, though, because of the fact that like Soto hasn't been full-powered Soto, it seems, so far this year. He's still been good. But this is not like a new story. This happened last year, too. At the All-Star break, he had an 852 OPS. So, like, good. But after the All-Star break, he had an 1164 OPS. So, we've seen this before where he really heats up over the course of the season as it goes on. Second half of the season. I don't know if he's just really good at adjustments or what would cause that to happen. But I'll go one Soto and kind of bank on a, a big second half. I had a hard time figuring where to factor Juan Soto in. Um, that, that was a difficult decision for me just based off the fact that he has struggled a little bit. Uh, the average department is not pretty for him. So if you're in a league where average is a category, he is probably actually hurting you rather than helping you. And it's not going to get prettier because expect some of the names like Josh Bell to be traded. Nelson Cruz might get traded. So there may not be a lot of talent around him, but also, it's really hard to argue against Juan Soto because he's Juan Soto, to make it that simple. Um, so I don't think you can ever get looked down on for adding Juan Soto at any point in time because everybody knows that at his peak, he's the best player of baseball. It's just he's not really hit that right now. So that's the risk you take is, is he going to reach that this year? Um, I, I have a hard time figuring that out if he is or not. But like I said, I'm never going to question if somebody's going to pick Juan Soto. Uh, for my pick, though, you, you had mentioned a few names right there that have kind of stood out to you. Um, I am going to go with actually one other name that I think is really trending in the right direction and I think is the best bat available out of the rest of this crew, and that is Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez has absolutely mashed, and, and we've seen time and time again that this is what he can do. It's just been health that's been an issue, but now he's clear spot in the lineup. He looks like he's healthy at the plate. Uh, more importantly, he's had limited at-bats uh, as far as what the other pool, I guess you would say, of uh, potential applicants for this position. You know, he's only had 205 at-bats at this time, but already 17 home runs. Uh, his on-base percentage at 407, he's slugging 620. I mean, that is an absolutely ridiculous peak right now. Um, and uh, I think that just in the heart of an Astros lineup that looks really pretty dang solid like it has in past years, he, he ain't slowing down. I'm going to go Mookie Betts next. The biggest thing that I was worried about last year, like you looked at like the outfielder jump and stuff where it shows off your athleticism on baseball savant. That's something he's normally great at because he is such a great athlete. It was down last year. And I think that was kind of indicative of some of like the back injury and, and troubles he was going through. He just didn't have that jump. So he's in the 91st percentile this year. That tells me athletically he's back. And we're seeing that on the field. 17 home runs already this season for Mookie Betts. He's going to give you – you know, maybe not prime Mookie Betts steals anymore, but he's still going to give you a good amount of steals. Uh, I, I like the way he's looked so far. Give me Mookie Betts. So at this point, we're at the ninth pick, and mm -hmm. you kind of start to think, okay, pitcher maybe. Um, you know, it, it's, it's hard to say exactly where you build from right here. I think there's just so many good hitters 
that you got to take them early because there are plenty of pitchers right now that I think are trustworthy enough. So I'm not going to reach on a pitcher at this time, which I might have at the start of this year because I didn't believe that there were enough pitchers I trusted. I I feel differently about that now. So with that in mind, I'm going to go with the guy that I like the most potential with, and that's Vlad Guerrero Jr. I just feel like Vlad is pretty much the guy that when you look at power potential when you look at the history the youth everything there that's that's the guy I mean I would have taken him four picks earlier three picks earlier there's a couple times where I saw him going number one overall in drafts I don't have any problem with taking him here yeah I was I was gonna nab him if if you didn't there because of the fact that too um obviously the numbers maybe aren't quite in line with what you thought you were getting coming into the year but they're still good and what's funny is you know, you look at the uh, max exit velocity, it's actually better than it was last year. The expected batting average is the same as last year. Expected slugging is barely off. Uh, the hard hit rate is slightly better than it was last year. He's just hitting the ball into the ground a little bit more often than he was a season ago. I think that'll be correctable for him. Um, he's still 99th percentile max exit below, 98th in average, 98th in hard hit rate. Like, all those things are still there, so I like that pick for you. I mentioned Corbin Burns. I, I love what he's done so far this season and backing up last season. 100 strikeouts in 78 and two-third innings of work. Under a one whip right now, 2-5-2 ERA. The only thing that's not there are the wins and losses. He's 4-4 four and four for whatever reason, despite as great as he's pitching. I think eventually those wins start to turn if he keeps pitching like that. I'll take the first pitcher off the board. I'll take Corbin Burns at uh, number 10. There are about two to three hitters that I feel like could fit into this real first round upper echelon. And so I'm going to take one of the two that I see right now. And it's one that, you know, I don't think anybody is surprised by. And that's Bryce Harper. I'm a little concerned about the injury, but uh, the guy still mashes even with the injury. And that's something that's pretty much, I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, That is the risk that you run. But the guy is hitting at an elite peak, and you could make the argument that because of the injury, the fact that all he is doing is focusing on hitting, it may actually make him a better player uh, value-wise for fantasy. And Harper is not slowing down in any of the departments that you look for, uh, especially across the five categories. I mean, he's a top five hitter right now in the league, if you will, in fantasy purposes. 317 average, 380 on base. He could be a little better on a base. I mean, but that's his strength normally. He gets intentionally walked a bunch, and his slugging's at 620. I mean, come on. I I, I go for slugging almost more. Okay, than- I, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Shohei Otani. Um, I think that – I mean, first of all, we don't know that we never established the format if he's two players or not. But nonetheless, I, I think with Otani, um, had a bit of a slow start to the season. He's still mashing the baseball. He is – the uh, best max exit velocity so far this season. He's going to give you home runs and all that good stuff. And if it's a two-player thing, then even better with his starting pitching. There's usually – it feels like one every, like, three, four, or five starts. He gets kind of blown up. But the rest of them, he's usually really solid. Um, So I will go with Otani there. And then, uh, I don't know, let's team up the, the Angels. I'll go Mike Trout just for kind of the fun of it. He has returned very well this year, which has been nice. We haven't seen him miss a bunch of time with with this like super bad injury or something which that's great to see hopefully all the time he missed last year has gotten him healthy for this year because overall he's looked really good yeah I I I can't argue either one of those I think those are pretty solid moves regardless of how you look at it but I'm gonna have to go with the hottest hitter in baseball at this point Derek because I don't think this is a facade in any way I think that 
you have to believe what you're seeing from Paul Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt has worked his way into the second round for me here. Um, the peaks that he has right here are just insane. 16 home runs. That's, that's pretty solid. But what is amazing to me, 21 doubles, 82 hits. He has a 347 average. The on-base percentage is insane right now, 430, and then is slugging at 640. I mean, this guy is doing everything you could hope for. Total slugger, total power hitter, total hitter across the board that gives you four of the five tools. Yeah, you're not going to get speed from him, but you're not getting speed from many of these guys. Yeah, uh, I think, too, when you look at it there, drafting Goldschmidt with Bryce Harper, that's a fun little – Top two in the lineup, um, if, if that's that specific team. Man, a lot of options here. Um, Manny Machado is in play because of the fact, again, kind of the, the scarcity at third base. But over the course of his career, he's been a better first-half player than second-half player, and he is cooling down a little bit. Bo Bichette has struggled. Uh, again, like he's still overall good, like top 100 player and everything, but struggled more than you would expect. You could go pitcher here with Garrett Cole, though. Uh, the team I'm drafting for here took Corbin Burns. So do I go the pocket ace way? I, I would prefer not to do that. Man, this is probably the toughest pick I've, I've had to have. I'm, I'm tempted to go Pete Alonzo because of the fact of, of how good he has, has been so far. Hmm. I think I am going to go with uh, Xander Bogarts. Um, Xander Bogarts would give this team – with Corbin Burns already he's hitting for such a high average he's such a consistent hitter I think that's going to continue on he's in a contract year um, that tends to go well for a lot of good players when they're in a contract year and, and don't get extended uh, I think that's good anytime you can have him like it just raises your your average floor and if you take a pitcher in the, in the first round there having that nice high average floor allows you to maybe in a later round grab a guy who hits a bunch of home runs but doesn't hit for high average and that can be kind of helpful you know, the Pete Alonzo one is very respectable right there. And honestly, could be taken anywhere here in these next few picks. I am slotted right around here. I am going to take a pitcher, though, instead. I will spare you on Alonzo in case you want to take him in the next pick. And it's not Garrett Cole. I'm not taking Garrett Cole. Um, the consistency of Garrett Cole has been an issue. It is something that I don't know if I fully buy him right now. Uh, he also let me down last year in fantasy at the most important time. So that might be part of my bias behind this, but that is a real thing. He is an older pitcher. You know, who's not an older pitcher that is shutting guys down right now and should be the Cy Young as of today in the American league is Shane McClanahan. This kid is unbelievable. And I think he is actual first round value. You know, I slotted him Derek over Corbin Burns. I'll be honest, he's my number one, my SP1 right now. And that's because he gets strikeouts, he gets them frequently, he doesn't allow runs, and he doesn't allow runners to get on base. Those are all the categories you look for in a starter. Yeah, he may not get wins every single time he goes out there, but he's posting quality start after quality start. He is the best pitcher in baseball right now, in my opinion. And I think this is actually a really good value pick to get McClanahan at this time because I honestly could see him being the ninth or tenth pick taken. I really do. I, I think he's that good. Yeah, I, you know I love me some McClanahan. I have him in our uh, keeper league, so I'm all about that. Okay, I will take Pete Alonzo here um, for this team in the first round. Uh, I got a Mookie Betts, so you get the speed there with Mookie Betts. You don't necessarily have to get steals here uh, as far as Pete Alonzo because you're not really going to get any. It's funny, really, the one knock against Alonzo is the strikeouts, but 
it, like if you look at the Savant page, you're like, oh, I don't know. He's in the 41st percentile in whiff rate, 20th percentile in chase rate. Um, but he's still his strikeout number 20.5%. Like that's more than doable. He could even survive at a 25% strikeout rate as great of a uh, power hitter as he is. He is mashing baseballs right now. He looks like the real deal, like kind of the leader of the hitting crew of that New York Mets team and, and offense. So I will go uh, Pete Alonzo there. And you are up with the 18th pick for the team that took Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, this is tough because, I, you know, you look at this particular team and, and what you want to do to pair him. Um, you know, I think that you just probably need another guy that's going to offer power and pop. And um, <laughs> if you want to win home runs with this particular team, I'm telling you, Austin Riley might actually be the best mm. pick for you. Austin Riley has absolutely exploded. He gets the first base and third base eligibility. Um, I'm going to go with him with this particular team. I think that you could win home runs immediately with these two. I love Austin Riley. I, I, there was one brief moment for a couple months where I gave up on him, and that was when I remember in our fantasy league, in our keeper league, somebody, I got actually offered him for like a reasonable price, and I was like, no, I'm finally out on him. And Oh, how I wish I could go back in time there. Okay, uh, my next team is – I feel like this is going to be the risk-reward team, which is why I'm going to do this next pick. Um, Juan Soto was my first pick for this team in, at pick six. So pick 19, I'm going to go with Garrett Cole. Um, like you said, he has not been normal Garrett Cole. The strikeout numbers aren't quite there. They're still good. Like, they're, they're above 10 per nine innings and stuff. Um, but yeah, something's just a little bit off. I don't know if it goes back to the, the sticky stuff ban at the end of last year and, and that takes something away. I don't know if it's like a mental thing. I don't know if he's just starting to hit the decline as, as a player or whatever it is, but I'll take the risk here that he can find his way back to form with that team. Cause I feel like that's what that team is. It's going to be a, a swing for the fence with Juan Soto and Garrett Cole getting back to what we're used to seeing the past couple of years. I like that mentality, and I'll do that for the same pick uh, or same reason for my pick number 20 here. Uh, between Trey Turner, that first pick, I kind of want to be strong up the middle. And I know that he hasn't been at his best at the start of the year, but this guy was being picked as high as the fifth pick, right? And so you're talking about 15 picks later, I can get Bo Bichette. I think that this is a good spot to get him. Actually, I think it's a great spot to get him. And you pair him with the speed of Trey Turner – uh, the fact that your middle infield is completely done now, all of a sudden you can build around while everybody is scrambling to a degree. Uh, you may have just stolen the move from somebody else right there. And so having Trey Turner and Boba Shed on the same team, I don't think there's a problem there to, uh, to have on your side. And that may cause problems for everybody else. Okay, I'm going to go Kyle Tucker for the next pick. This is with the team with Ronald Acuna. Tucker had a slow start to the season. He's kind of picking it up right now. Uh, his BABIP is only 270, though, and for his career, he's at 290. And in the last three years we've seen him, it's been over 300, 304, 303, 326 the last three years. So uh, on an average basis, you would expect it's, it's around 300, especially given how hard he can hit the baseball. His expected batting average is over um, 300, despite him hitting 260 right now. So I think there's some positive regression coming for him. He's already a good player. He can help you out in a lot of different categories. He's not like elite, but again, he's going to help you in so many categories that he is that like top 30 player. Um, so I'll take Kyle Tucker there and feel really good about that outfield. 
Yeah, I like that a lot. And the speed combo there with Acuna and Tucker is uh, probably elite at this time. The one that's going to go up against that is Turner and Bachet, probably. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like that pick a lot. Uh, so Raphael Devers was pick number three. He hits for a high average. He's got power. I want another guy that's going to hit for high average to pair with him. This is tough because I, I feel like the guy that would be the best fit with that is also a third baseman in Manny Machado. Uh, I'm not going to take him in this. I think that what I'd rather do here is wait for the best hitter available on the follow through. And so I'm going to go with the best pitcher available at this time. And I actually think that's Joe Musgrove. The way that Musgrove's pitching right now, he is a Cy Young candidate. You can make the argument like McClanahan that he's the best pitcher out there in the national league. And so, um, you know, some might say this is a reach and it might be uh, because we don't have a big enough sample size to really fully believe in Musgrove. But I believe in what I've been seeing. He's been completely dominant. Um, if you want a guy that's going to go out and give you six to seven innings, get a victory every time he goes out there, a quality start, uh, strike out eight to nine hitters every time, that, that's what Musgrove's doing. Uh, the ERA sub two, that is pretty much perfect for what I'm looking for there. I'm tempted by Byron Buxton here. I'm tempted by Justin Verlander. He's looked really good. Sandy Alcantara has been awesome so far. Um, the potential of Luis Robert is there. Heck, I'm even tempted by, like, Starling Marte for the steals, but Jose Ramirez, who I took with the second pick, because this is 23 now, would be this team. So I don't necessarily need that. Um, I'm even tempted by Manny Machado and just own a monopoly on, a, on a, another good third baseman. I will go with Freddie Freeman, though. Um, I think he probably dropped further than uh, at the beginning of the season he would have. The reason why the power just hasn't been there as much this year, I think that has a little to do with the baseball. Uh, you saw the big power numbers came with the different baseball. I think this is who he is with this iteration of the baseball, more of like a 20, 25 home run guy, which he's going to hit high average. He's going to get you a lot of runs batted in and run production, especially in that lineup. Um, but the power is just not there. But because I have Jose Ramirez to get the steals and to get a bunch of home runs, I think that counters really well with Freddie Freeman. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that you got the high average with Freeman too. That's going to help with that. That that really is going to add that element that is necessary on that team. And uh, the power numbers may not be there for Freeman, but you know that he's going to drive in runs. He's going to score runs. I, I, you can never go wrong with Freddie Freeman. Okay, so with this final pick at pick 24, there's a lot of different avenues, obviously, I could go. I'm just going to tell you the names that I considered here. Um, obviously, if you looked at the start of the year, there were names like Jacob deGrom, Ozzie Albies, Walker Bueller, Brandon Woodruff, Max Scherzer, that probably would have already been taken or would be taken with this pick. None of those names, of course, will be taken with this pick. Um, you know, you could consider guys like you had said, Luis Robert, Matt Olson, uh, Byron Buxton, Shane Bieber, I think is another one. Starling Marte, as you mentioned, um, JD Martinez, Alec Manoa, Tim Anderson, Ty France, they could all be picked right here. I'm going to go Manny Machado. I think Machado is a safe pick. I think he offers value in the power, the average category. I'm pairing it with Aaron Judge. I want the best hitter that's available. I think it's Manny Machado. Uh, he is the best hitter that is currently available at this time. And I like that too, because he's pretty durable and stays in game. So if you do have the judge injury, then then he can help you kind of cover that up. So these are the teams, uh, the guy who had the first pick, Aaron Judge, Manny Machado, second pick, Jose Ramirez, Freddie Freeman, third pick, Rafael Devers, Joe Musgrove, fourth pick, Ronald Acuna, Kyle Tucker, fifth pick, Trey Turner, Bo Bichette, sixth pick, got Juan Soto and Garrett Cole, seventh pick, Jordan Alvarez, Austin Riley, eighth pick, Mookie Betts, Pete Alonzo. Ninth pick, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Shane McClanahan. Tenth pick, Corbin Burns, Xander Bogarts. Eleventh pick, Bryce Harper, Paul Goldschmidt. 
and the last pick, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. Which of those teams do you like the best up top? Out of the teams that you picked and just kind of going down that list, I love the Mookie Betts, Pete Alonzo, Team 8. That is a really you, – you got Alonzo at a good value pick. Um, the power and speed and runs combo, I mean, you're covering every category with that particular team. That's my favorite that you picked. Um, also, I like the Ronald Cunha and Kyle Tucker one a lot. My favorite one that I picked, uh, just kind of going down the line, I really think that if you want to have just dominance in one particular category, that's the home run RBIs. Uh, team seven with Jordan Alvarez and Austin Riley. Um, that team is just going to absolutely mash. And uh, Austin Riley showing that he's not slowing down. You already know Jordan's not slowing down. I would agree with the teams I picked. Yeah, as far as your team, I really like that Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Shane McClanahan team, the, uh, I guess, all AL East team there. That one's a lot of fun for me. Um, man, the Trey Turner, Bo Bichette one is really fun on the middle infield because then you can, you can fill it out with a lot of other positions. That gives you a lot of versatility there. So uh, that is uh, our, I guess, midseason fantasy draft. Maybe we'll uh, revisit this and, and see how we did. I don't know. Maybe we can plug this in and, and do like a points league or something and just plug those in and see who ends up with the most points from here. We should do a drinking game. Mm. We, we need to come up with some drinking game associated with. So this is not planned. Okay, what you're hearing, this is on the spot. Uh, and I'm just going to make a proposal here, Derek. So mm. you look at where these guys were picked. Outside of maybe the top 24, right? There's plenty of other players out there. How about whoever in Yahoo Fantasy Rankings finishes the year in the top 24 out of this group? Whoever has more, that's who wins this technically, and the other one has to pay the differential in drinks. So let's let's say Aaron Judge and Rafael Devers are the only two players out of this group to make it to the top 24 players at the end of the year. So I picked both of them, so you would therefore owe two drinks because those two would be at the top. But let's say that Aaron Judge and Rafael Devers finish in the top 24, and then for you, you have Jose Ramirez and Ronald Acuna Jr. that finish in the top 24. Each team has two. Nobody drinks. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like it. Let's All right. It. That's a deal. And we do it on the show that follows the postseason. Okay, perfect. Cool. Well, I am uh, going to take off. I'm going to go enjoy Germany and uh, enjoy the first part of our uh, podcast name. Dusty, I hope you enjoy enough of the second part of the podcast name for me when I'm gone. I will do my best. Uh, I will say I've been abroad before, and uh, it's a hard experience to watch baseball from a distance when it's going on at 3 a.m. It's almost impossible to keep track of what's going on. Um, so good luck to you with your fantasy team. Uh, you, you may take a little bit of a hit this year and not realize it until you're back. But, um, yeah, enjoy Germany. Have so much fun out there. Drink plenty of beer. Uh, and then enjoy the baseball when you come back, my friend. I appreciate it. Well, he's Dusty Baker. I'm Derek Johnson. That's another edition of Booze and Baseball. Thanks for joining us.